Welcome back to Nothing About It Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm joined, as always, with Kevin and Noah. And we'll jump in with arguably the biggest trade this season and of the last couple years that you could argue, just because it created such a super team, and that's obviously James Harden. We've known about it for almost a week now. We wanted to um, record this podcast a little bit later. We could have been out in front, but we just wanted to see him play first. And I'll go over the like who he's traded to and all those things right real fast. So, obviously, Harden was traded to the Nets, and the Nets received James Harden in a 2024 uh, second-round pick from the Cavs. And then the Rockets acquired Victor Oladipo, Dante Axum, and Kirkus from the Nets, and then four first-round picks and four first-round pick swaps. The Pacers were also included on this trade, and they got Karis LeVert in a 2023 second-round pick from, from the Rockets. And the Cavs were the uh, final team in this four-team trade, and they got Jared Allen and Terrian Prince. So I think we're going to talk about how we think James Harden is going to work in the Nets, and I'll just give it to Kevin and go first. All right. Uh, we've heard the, the the BS, like, oh, there's only one ball. We've heard that, like, literally every single time a big trade happens. So that's kind of irrelevant now. The They're going to play great on the court together, but – I feel like the locker room is where they really have to be concerned because Kyrie's busy summoning demons in his basement, so he's not playing. And to note, Kyrie hasn't played a, a game in almost two weeks, right? He's missed about seven. Mm-hmm. He's played, yeah, and I saw it almost two weeks for personal reasons, but he won't tell the team. And – like Durant is very clearly a winner, but we, we don't know what kind of vocal leader he is because he's pretty quiet. And I don't know what kind of vocal leader Harden is because every time he's been in a, a position to lead a team to something good, he's flopped. So I don't look, I'm not like one of the one of the corny bulls who are like, oh, they're gonna be the seventh seed. No, they're gonna be the one or two seed, but down the road, I think this is either going to be like an incredible move or a massive flop. Because they gave up a lot. Four mm-hmm. pick swaps and four picks. And Harden in the past has shown that he, he's not – he doesn't play the well – doesn't play well with better players. Like, he had Chris Paul. He couldn't win. He had Westbrook. Couldn't win. But that's not Westbrook's fault. That's James Harden's fault. But he's just shown us that when he has these good players around him, he hasn't shown up. I heard something wild. So the Nets uh, next first pick is in next first round pick is in 2028, which means the kid they're scouting for that pick is in seventh grade right now. Dude, Mikey Williams is being recruited since seventh grade. Y'all think he's like the second coming of Jordan? He is. He's he's definitely more than the second coming of Stockton. That's for sure. All right. What do you think? That's my question. So my opinion on the on, on the net straight, the first thing is how can the commissioner, I don't know who the commissioner was at the time, but how could the commissioner let this trade go through but not the, the Chris Paul to the Lakers trade? Yeah. Because if their reasoning for that trade to be, I don't know the full details on it, but if the reason for, for that trade being vetoed was there'd be a super team or whatever, this is even more of a super team. Um, but my opinion overall so far is we don't really know because we haven't seen Kyrie with them. I think if it was just Harden and KD, it would work better, to be honest. So I, I would look to trade Kyrie. Um, pretty much everywhere Kyrie's been, he's kind of ruined the team. Besides, I guess, the Cavs, and they have LeBron, who's like the best block to a team ever, um, arguably. 
Um, so yeah, I can't say what I think really until, or if I can't say if I think they'll make or win the finals um, until I see Kyrie play with them or what they do with Kyrie. But when with Harden and Katie, I think they're, uh, I think they look good and I think they'll be a pretty good duo. Cause this is, I think this is the first time in Harden's career since OKC where he like, he's played with good players like CP3 and Russ, but this is the first time he's playing with a player better than him. So I think it'll be interesting to see how he, you know, adapts to that. How do you tell Harden that there's a player in the world that's better than he is? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's that delusional. I don't know. Maybe he is, but Kyrie might be. And I, Kyrie I, probably is. Yeah, I don't think Harden's like that. Then, to be honest. Also, I want to point out that James Harden seemed like his happiest that I've seen in a long time. Like he looked happy on the court, and I think that might translate to him not taking as many shots and not averaging as many points. Because at some point in his career, he's going to have to realize that. And Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, before he – or a couple years ago, he said James Harden's play style is not championship uh, – like it's not a championship winning play style. So I think James Harden will have to take – have to go with inside of himself and, you know, change up his game and let Kevin Durant be the main guy and just be a really, really good second piece and, you know, get you know more assists and less shots. And I think if he's willing to do that, they could have a really good chance at getting a chip. And I want to point out, too, that the Nets played two days ago and Kevin Durant had 42 points on 62% from the field and 63% from three. And James Harden had a 32-point triple-double with 32 points, 11 rebounds, and 14 assists. So they're playing really well together, and that's shown. From context, that was against the Magic that's also fair, but I mean, against any team, if you come out and you play like that well together, and yeah. they're playing again tonight against the Bucks, and I think that'll be a better show. But as long as James Harden's playing happy and he's you know good in the locker room, I think this team has a chance. Now, once you factor Kyrie in there and whatever goes on inside his head and his mental state, then that could be a huge cancer to that team. And I hot take here, I could see them shipping Kyrie for you know some role role players and a bunch of picks if they if i am the gm of the nets i know there's a lot of politics going on that's keeping Kyrie in there i call up the raptors and try to get kyle lowry and just i like that swap i like and, that. um the the nets defense it wasn't great before this trade i mean it it, it might have gotten worse it definitely did get worse without yeah. bearing down but we've They're, seen they, they don't have a player on the roster who is an above average defender. That's true, but we've seen the shift in the league where it's more offensive than defenses and defensive. And if they can just like they're gonna have two lethal weapons. And then if you guard those weapons, like you double team them, you're gonna leave Joe Harris open, who's almost automatic from three. So I think their lack of defense will be made up with a pretty powerful and explosive offense. From but here's, here's the question. You're in the finals. You have to guard LeBron and AD. Kevin Durant can't guard two people. No. He can't even – I don't think Kevin Durant can guard AD. No. I think AD is too big. No one can guard AD. Or LeBron. Who, who's a set? DeAndre Jordan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean De- DeAndre isn't keeping up with Anthony Davis. Yeah, Bam couldn't keep up with Anthony Davis. It's a big body. But, we're, you know, 
Time will tell. We'll just have to see. If they trade Kyrie, they should definitely try to pick up some defensive uh, role players. That's what I'm saying, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I like that trade. That should happen. Or they could trade him to the Wizards for Westbrook, so they could be Westbrook, Harden, and KD. Yeah, the OKC. And, and then the, uh, the Sixers can trade for Beal, and you guys can have the most toxic duo in the league. Of you want to talk about him right now, or you want to save him? I'll save him. Okay. So um, we talked about this last week, and as of then, we were pretty sure we were the first people to report it, and I'm pretty sure we were. And after that, more teams started – or more uh, networks started to talk about – how COVID is pretty much taking over the league and postponing and canceling games. And, you know, we were the first ones to talk about that, but I'll give it to Kev for his take. Updated take. Uh, not too much updated stuff. It pretty clearly sucks. Um, I, I think the, the, the idea is that you overreact to it now when you have like eight positive cases in the league. So you don't get to the point where you have like 140 and have to cancel the whole league for two weeks. It's it's definitely annoying, but it makes sense. Agreed. And if it gets any worse, you know, the worst they can do is just bubble it up, which worked last season. We saw that. So I'm sure they don't want to spend all that money again. No, yeah. and they're honestly they're probably losing money by bubbling it up. Yeah, and none of the players liked it. Yeah, and people have been very vocal about it. However, like it. my favorite quote by Stephen Adams, one of my favorite players. Oh, I saw. Did you send this to me? I just saw this. I can't remember, but I saw it a couple of days ago. People were complaining, obviously, about the bubble, how they couldn't see their families, and Stephen Adams goes, "It's a bloody resort, mate. We're living in Disney World." <laughs> it's just, how can you not like that guy? He's one of the most likable guys in the league. I love Steven Adams. Sometimes I feel like he's like 40 just because of how he looks. He's like 26. Yeah, I know. He's weird. got the big beard, long hair. He's also huge too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might get his jersey. I love that guy, Steven Adams. He's a man. I always forget that he's on the Pelicans. Sam. It just doesn't feel right. He's like a guy that if more people like Steven Adams, they would – you know, everyone would take him because he just does his thing. Like, he doesn't try to be anything he's not. He's just defensive and rebounds. A little off topic, that signing might have been one of the most boneheaded signings I've ever seen. Steven Adams? Not not I've ever seen. To the the Pelicans just makes absolutely no sense next to Zion. Yeah. Neither of them can shoot. They They made the spacing even worse than it already was. Honestly – Favors starting next to Zion was probably better. That's fair. Probably, yeah. I mean, pretty much anyone's a better shooter than Steven Adams, I think, because he just doesn't shoot. Yeah, doesn't spread the floor. They didn't even try to spread the floor. That's a that's a interesting team to keep an eye out for this season. I thought they would be better. They're not very yeah. good. I think well, like they have a four and seven. a bunch of pieces, but they just can't seem to they get no, it right. Yeah, they have no defense. Defense is bad. I thought they were going to be competing for that uh, that last playoff spot. I think everyone thought that, but we just because Zion. I don't think so anymore because, like, they aren't better than Memphis or the Warriors, who are currently competing for the AT. Dude, Curry, man, carrying that squad. MVP. Flight Flight is very excited right now. Look at Steph, man, so inspirational. <laughs> I mean. He's a good enough player to do that. So, yeah. And I, I mean, I wish Clay was back because that team 
you know, would be nice. But obviously you can't. Uber is playing a little better. <laughs> he made yeah, a three. Up, up to 9% from three. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Luka Doncic was at 9% from three for like the first four, three or four games. That's insane. Yeah, I think he, he's in the 20s now. For like being an outside player and outside scorer, I guess, he's like not statistically a very good shooter at all. Not at all. I think he just shoots a ton. Yeah. The his step back three. Volume, yeah. People were hyping that up. But it's like Harden too. Harden doesn't – he doesn't yeah, have people, a, people were like the Luka Doncic signature step back three. Have we not been watching Harden do the same exact thing yeah, for the yeah. last 10 years? Give me a break. And Harden too, he takes a ton of shots and he misses a lot too. Yeah. Like his three-point percentage is not that good. But he's – I would say he's a much better shooter than Luka yeah. at this point. But, but I mean, Luka's young. He'll get it together. Yeah. So, Kev, you want to close us out with uh, one of our – of the, Yeah. The yeah. Stinky we'll Ben you know. Simmons. AKA tall, fast passer guy. He, I don't know what it is. I, you guys know me on the court. All right. I shoot the ball when I get the ball every single time. Doesn't matter who's in front of me. Doesn't matter who's next to me. Doesn't matter who's open. I'm shooting because I don't know when I'm getting the ball next. Simmons ain't like that. He's so content with just being big, fast passer guy, which is what the Sixers community has taken to calling him. He is a bum. He's a jokester. He's a clown. Must I go on? He had freaking five points the other night when Embiid was out. Are you kidding me? Well, dude, he can't shoot. All he could do is really back people down and do the So drive. Don't, like, drive and then turn around at the free throw line and throw it to Tony Bradley, who doesn't even know the ball's coming and bounces off his head and goes to the other team. Are you kidding me? He's like Carson Wentz, but worse. <laughs> Dude, rest Come in peace on. to Philly fans. Tyree, Shake Milton, both are better point guards than Ben Simmons right now. Tell me about the rebounds. Tell me about the assists. Yeah, okay. He had five points. In his big bounce back game, he had 11. What was his, what was his uh, points per game last year? Probably around 18, I think. Because, I mean, it's I hard to it shoot funny. or hard to score a lot when you have no jump shot or no confidence in a jump shot. Okay, but he's also six foot eleven and extremely athletic. Yeah, he's just, just kind of do what LeBron does, just drive and dunk. Yes. And get fouls, but he can't shoot free throws. Yeah, he does, he does the same BS. Every single, like, fast break, he stops at the free throw line, turns around. He tries to play traffic cop like Jokic. But he's not Jokic. You're Ben Simmons. Drive to the cup and score. Would you want to trade him? Yeah. For who? Uh, Bradley Beal. Dude, stop. We're Dude, not trading Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons. Can you imagine Westbrook and Simmons on the same team? I would resign as a – I would feel bad for Noah. I would I, resign as a – Dude, there would be, there'd be 40 points they'd score per game, if that. 40 points. But we would get every rebound. Don't worry. They, they, would, they would just, like, pass the ball back to each other. No, you <laughs> should. No, you should. No, you should. Yeah, that's how it would be. Like drills. And Denny's there getting, like, four shots a game. Thomas Bryant's getting dunked on. No, nah, Thomas Bryant's out, man. Towards ACL. I was mad because he's on my fantasy team. Who's the starting center now? Probably Robin Lopez. Oh, uh, we haven't played man. in a 
So I don't know. Yeah, all your games have been canceled. Yeah, the one. Dude, that's a, the the big three of Westbrook, Simmons, and Robin Lopez. That's that's nineteen sixties basketball right there. Dude, that's you know, grab a rebound, man. Dude, in the forties, that might be the best team of all time, to be honest. Well, they definitely win the win the finals for sure. Nah, but I'm I'm done with Simmons. Simmons. He's a jokester. He he's had like this is his what fourth, fourth year. Fourth year. Shoot the damn ball. Okay, it's simple, like this. He doesn't, dude. He's got no confidence, man. It's not. It's not that he has no confidence. He's content. He's already rich. He's already banging the Instagram models. He's already got the cars. He he doesn't care anymore. And you know who does care? The Sixers fans. Get him out of here. That's what I have to say about him. Is that is that all? Is that your message? Uh, yep, get him out of here. I think that's that's a good stamp. So we'll be back next week, and hopefully um, we have a we'll have a special guest on. So you just have to stay stay tuned for that.